It's the Michelle the Trainer Show with your host, Michelle the Trainer. Michelle the Trainer. MTT is Michelle the Trainer. Aloha! Welcome to episode 8 of the Michelle the Trainer Show with our very special guest star, Ani Alexander, joining us all the way from Armenia. Enjoy! Hi, this is Jason Fitzpatrick from the documentary Mile, Mile and a Half uh, and from the Muir Project, and you're listening to the Michelle the Trainer Show. Today we have Ani Alexander from Armenia, all the way across the Atlantic Ocean, uh, joining us. Good morning, Ani. Hello, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. So, Ani, you're a storyteller, a best-selling author. You have an amazing podcast, which is where I met you. Um, you're, yeah. You're an author of, you were telling me, Feminine Stories and... They have short stories. Your books include short stories and novels. Yes, I have two novels and one collection of short stories. And you speak five languages. What are they? Well, I speak Armenian. It's obviously my native tongue. Then I speak Russian, English, Bulgarian, uh, French. And uh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, she did 12 years in corporate and various jobs. And in July 2015... Her podcast, the Right to Read podcast, will be celebrating its one-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really very excited about that. <laughs> yeah. So tell me everything. Tell me everything about the podcast. Tell me everything that you're working on. Tell me about your new website. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is uh, that uh, just three weeks before I launched my podcast, I had no clue about podcasting at all. So it was a completely new area for me. But and but I wanted to do podcasting, you know, a long time before I actually seriously thought about it and took action. But what kept me away was that I thought that it's an audio media and, you know, my accent will be kind of amplified and people will hear it even more than we when they talk accent. to me. we love your accent. Exactly. Just read to me all day long. I mean, it's wonderful. Exactly. So that's basically, I didn't know that people would love it. So I thought that <laughs> it, it could be a disadvantage and it, it may irritate people. And that may be one of the reasons that people won't listen to you. It's just like, you know, you're making excuses and telling different stories to yourself, which later on end up not being true. But that's what I thought at first. And the second thing which I uh, I thought and ended up not being uh, true either was that I thought that it's very complicated technically to actually produce and and make a podcast, which later on appears that, you know, it's not a rocket science. It needs a bit of time and there is a learning skill but it's not as complicated as I thought it would be yeah I agree so, eight years ago when I first started looking at it I mean I, I think I have the box next to me in my office where I bought this you know this recording kit and it had like the old school switch with the little knobs and the you know it had more of those <laughs> audio and I was like what is this stuff you know because it wasn't a USB so again when microphones became USB and things became just a little easier. It became a little bit more attainable to kind of take this on. Yeah. And what are what are some of your favorite podcasts and people that you've talked to? I mean, give me the evolution of your show. I was kind of a bit worried that I would be talking to myself, basically. And uh, that is why no matter what kind of traffic I was getting, you know, no matter what was the download numbers in the very first days, anything above zero was 
extremely exciting for me. And uh, later on, I started getting feedback from my listeners saying, just like you, that they loved my accent, which kind of made me more relaxed mm -hmm. about actually, you know, going on and continuing what I'm doing. And, um, and did you start right to read, obviously, because you were an author? I mean, was this, you know, sort of a, a, a project to take on in order to... Um, I mean, people don't understand necessarily that you write a book, but it doesn't market itself. People say, well, just put it on Amazon. Oh, yeah. But they well, don't understand well, that that just makes you like a grain of sand on the beach, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, actually, the, the main idea of creating Right to be Read and, you know, having it around the topics that would help newbie authors actually, uh, you know, learn more about self-publishing and book marketing and stuff like that was just because a few years ago I was in their shoes. You know, I had writing a book is one thing, but then later on making that book visible is a completely different thing and it, and it needs a completely different knowledge and skills and mindset so basically my idea was uh, all those people who sit around and write books they have many challenges the first thing is many really have self-doubts and are scared to share their story with the world and they don't want to show it to other people and they're scared of criticism and stuff I'm gonna like write a that. book about that I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> oh, yeah. So basically, I was thinking that my, my podcast would have two components. The first one would be kind of the emotional part about the encouragement and inspiration and showing case studies and talking to people who succeeded, but they did it themselves. And, you know, just a few years ago, they were in my listeners' shoes. So my listeners get inspired and see that it's possible, that they can do it too, etc., etc., and the other part was actually the practical part where my guests uh, whom I interviewed and uh, some solo episodes where I talk myself about different topics, share different tips and tricks and actually knowledgeable practical steps that one could actually take in order to make sure that their book is successful uh, on long term. So basically, those are like the two things we cover, the emotional part and the encouragement, the inspiration and the practical part where people who have done it and who know what they're talking about actually come along and share their knowledge and, and tell them what they have done, what didn't work, what worked and what they could do themselves. And now here we are, your year anniversary for the right to be read. And that's right, W-R-I-T-E, to be like the number two be read podcast and then your website which is actually going to help your listeners and other people publish their books is your newly launched publishing service called publish my book dot today correct so it's not a dot com it's a dot today right yes it's publish my book dot today and what services are you offering there well, basically, uh, we are covering everything that needs to be done to the manuscript once it's, once it's already written. So what we're doing is we're just taking the completed manuscript and we do everything that needs to be done, like editing, formatting for ebook, formatting for paperback, uh, actually preparing the cover, uh, coming up with uh, the best Amazon category, which will give bigger chance for visibility, optimizing the keywords for that book. And, um, yeah, people don't even... really, I don't think people really get 
you know, they want to write a book and then they want to write an ebook and, and you can't just, I know that some people might think that we just type it into Word and send it to Amazon and it's easy and beautiful. Launching a book on Amazon is not as easy as shopping on Amazon. Oh yeah, exactly. It is almost exactly. like learning to compile C code 20 years ago where you have to create a special, it's called a .mobi file and it has to be edited specially and it has to be formatted to a certain size because people read them on different readers. So there's different pieces of hardware. So it's got to look good on your iPhone and your Android and your iPad and your Kindle and your Kindle is not just hardware. Your Kindle could be software and then it's got to look good there too. And so it's a lot of stuff just for a I know that people may that haven't done it may think that it's easy, um, but it's something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even if you know how to do this stuff, it actually takes a lot of time. Yeah, why would you and want to? I think to? that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that kind of you know if uh, if one can choose, then it's of course preferable that that time is is spent doing what you love, which is writing. So basically, uh, what we are doing, uh, we're providing all these services, but when I was comparing it to all other publishing companies which offer similar services, I thought like, you know, since I, I am a writer myself, I kind of have this author mindset, and I thought what would be ideal for authors and what we can do differently that would benefit them more and we came up with this strategy that what we will do is we won't be publishing under our publishing company name but it will be the author's book so it will be published under author's name we won't be touching their rights we won't be touching their royalties it will be their book they will gain 100% of their own royalties it will they have will have complete rights of the book we just do the work we give it to them and it's theirs that's great so i mean if i wasn't an author and i was dreaming and again i i may hire you to do because it's a lot of stuff if you just want to be the it's like being the talent you know like even if I, if i'm speaking at a speaking event um, I, I write the, the words that I'm going to speak and I rehearse the words and I'm thinking about my audience and thinking about getting my message across. I'm not, I don't want to think about the stage and the hair and the, the you know, the more help you yeah. have so that you can focus on your content to give people value, the better off it is. And, and again, and even, um, you know, having another set of eyes, I always say this, I can write all day long. But I can I could see like if you wanted to send me something you read, I could probably edit yours. But I can't edit mine. Yeah. Once it's out of me, I can't see my own errors in yeah. my writing. And you know, the internet's a big place and a lot of people see our stuff. And I'm not saying that my stuff that's out there is perfect, but if I think it's going global or to specific markets, I'm telling you I have done my best to have multiple people look at it before I hit the publish key. Because yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is like, you know, uh, those things have to be done anyway. So you have two options. I mean, of course, you are not a designer. Of course, you don't know idea. You can't edit your text ideally because you're not editor. And you have, as you mentioned already, you have written that text yourself. So basically, I mean, you either go and find and chase, you know, and test 
freelancers who are doing that job for you or you come to a company who already has a team of people they have tested already they have worked for a while with them and they know the quality of the work and just you know and it's centralized you don't worry about you know contacting all the freelancers separately so it's kind of you know it's more comfortable and it saves time as well yeah and and again i i have the benefit of having been, uh, you know, project management experience, which makes me a great freelance manager. I've been working globally, but not everybody has that. For so, for example, somebody was talking to me. You know, Michelle, can you help me find somebody to do my book cover? And I said, well, you know, yeah, but what color red do you want? And they said, well, what do you mean? So, to me, coming from an engineering mm-hmm. background, you know, I want to know <laughs> the exact, you know, give me the hexadecimal number of that color red that you're talking about, because people kind of visualize. They kind of know some, sometimes what they want. But if they can't write that down, then they're not going to be a successful delegator. But again, working with a service with a best-selling fiction author who has experience and can help you and encourage you and inspire you to kind of see your vision and get it published and deal with all of the minutiae of the, um, as much as we love Amazon, it can be a bear of a little process. And it's not... It's not very clear. It, it could be, you know, it uh, yeah. could be a lot easier. I, I you I, know, it, we've we've muddled through it for time, so they probably know that enough of us has figured it out, so they're not going to make it any easier. It's not easy at all, and I think the good thing here is that I'm, you know, my business partner in this is a best-selling nonfiction author, Jasna Ramachandran, which means that we kind of we we know the both sides of the. story. I mean, I know uh, about fiction and she knows about nonfiction and we've been doing it for a while. So basically, you know, both type of writers are uh, partly covered. (laughs) And what are the names of your books, Ani? Well, uh, my uh, collection of short stories is called Emotional Moments, short stories about life. And the two uh, novels, one of them, the first one is called High Fall. And it's based on a true life story. And the second one is called Dream Down. And they're in English or what languages are they available in? Oh, yeah, they are in English. Yes. Yeah. And your partner, what's her name and what's her, what are her books? Jotsna Ramachandran. And she has um, many books on Amazon. But the latest one, um, let me fetch it up for you because I think that it will be interesting to your audience in term of um, in terms of the subject that she wrote about okay so it's called job escape plan the seven <laughs> steps to build <laughs> the seven steps to build a home business quit your job and enjoy the freedom so yeah <laughs> you know jobs are still pretty good to have if you can get it i mean that's a whole nother we'll do a whole nother podcast on that but you know a great job a great gig and a great place with a great lead or a great team can really be a great thing i don't ever want anybody to think that uh, that you know that's but yeah I, I get where you're coming from so yeah we'd like to look this all in the show notes i will give you the link to anialexander.com's website the link to www.publishmybook.today website, Ani's service to help people publish their books through the newly launched publishing service. Um, We're probably launching this podcast after her one-year anniversary in July 2015. Got to give you a round of applause for that. That is such a milestone. 
I still want to know, and we could look at your podcast later, and again, we could come back and do another episode. I don't want to take too long of the listener's time. Um, yeah, so the, and the podcast is called Right to Be Read. And again, this is our time with Ani Alexander calling us all the way from Armenia. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you, Michelle. Thank and, you so much. And uh, I think, you know, it's, it's a great show and I wish success and, and lots of, um, you know, big things connected to that. Yeah, we can have a big double anniversary party. All right, hun. Thank sure. you so much for calling in. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Find us at M-I-C-H-E-L-E, thetrainer.com. Read Michelle's blog posts at engineeringwellness.com. At M-I-C-H-E-L-E, trainer on Twitter. 